Hey, welcome everybody. This is Pastor Blair Blakesley, blaring the good news of Jesus around the world. And uh, today we have a, a special guest with us. We're going to be looking at the challenge from the devotional book that, uh, that God has written through me. And uh, today's challenge is humility. And I thought it would be great to have Pastor Danny Miller here. He's from the UK. And to me, he, he used to, to serve here. Him and his wife used to serve here in the United States. And uh, to me, just exemplified uh, the, the heart of God and was a great example of a man who truly believed the, the value of walking in, hum in humility and uh, just how he served in the community uh, with the youth group. And when he was here in Cory, he had the really of all the churches that exist, existed in the Cory area, he had the largest youth group kids were, were drawn to the ministry that God was doing through him. And I really just feel that what drew them uh, to the ministry was, was uh, seeing the heart of Christ, humility that was displayed through him and the leadership that he had there at, at, the, at the youth group. So Pastor Danny Miller, just really excited to have you here today. And we're going to be talking about humility, but I guess before we really get into that, tell us about yourself, you know, where you're at now and what, what you're doing and we'll go from there. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Blair. It's good to be with you. It really is. I'm really excited about this. Great to be uh, talking with you, which uh, I, I think comes naturally with you and I. But one thing that is good is is actually just talking about the things of God. Uh, because they're real and uh, they make a difference. And so, yeah, it's great to be with you on, on this podcast. Um, and yes, as, as you mentioned, I had some precious times in Corrie, Pennsylvania, uh, with um, just incredible people. Um, and it's wonderful. It really is uh, by just the legacy by God's grace. Yeah, that, that, you know, we talk about things that continue to exist today because of what was pioneered uh, back in those days uh, when I was in Corrie. So wonderful people, just precious kids, you know, students. Yeah. Uh, it was an honor working with you as well. We served side by side and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, we got stories there. So it is uh, precious. But also what's an honor for me, Pastor Blair, is just to be uh, walking with you, uh, seeing what God is doing in your life through your ministry uh, and the impact that that is having. So it's great to be with you today. Well, thank you very much. Well, you know, as I, as I was... Uh, like in the devotional book, I was thinking about humility and, and was thinking a question in my mind was what what really a, attracts people to other people? You know, and I, and I was thinking like in the world, like in the world, I mean, people are just like self-focused. I'm thinking, boy, that if I could just get some money and, and get a great car and a nice house and just be able to get, you know, a lot of stuff. Sometimes I, I feel like we, when we see someone that has that, that we're like, yeah. wow, I, I want to be like that, you know, and not that, not that having a nice car or having a nice house and having a lots of money is a, is a bad thing. Uh, in fact, you know, people can, can have those things and be a real mm. blessing with it. Mm. But, but to me, I think of uh, like uh, what really attracts a person to another person is someone who can say, I'm going to love you yeah. and treat you with dignity and respect. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care where you've been, where you've come from, whatever. Mm. Uh, you know, when you, we, 
when you can be a person that loves someone, that's that's what attracts the attention of the person. It's like, and they they're drawn to you and want yeah. to be around you. I don't know if that, you know, if you've it, it's good. And it, it boils down to, um, as we define, when we say uh, whether across the pond, so whether in the UK or US, we can often uh, say about people, do you know, they're great. Uh, they're great people. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is, what? how do we define great? What does great look like? And, and as you just mentioned, Pastor Blair, uh, on the surface, we can... Uh, I think people can get their uh, the attention of other people around them by the clothes they wear. You're right. The car that they drive, uh, the bank account, who they're with. You know that that type of thing can draw people's attention to them. But but I, I it was interesting what you just mentioned there um, is that well what keeps them where they have a positive impact. So you can notice someone, but then do they have a positive impact where you think do you know what i want to be with this person i want to spend time with that person because um it goes two ways but actually i can draw a lot out from this person because i can be positively impact so that's also known as that's great what's interesting is that what does great look like when you go past the noticing stage so we've noticed someone because they they may they may stand out by the car that they drive but then would that be the type of person you want to hang out with? I mean, you might want their car, but yeah, yeah. is that the type and of person who, and their money? Yeah. But when you've got that, is that someone you still want to associate with or spend time with? And the reason we often want to spend time with people and and uh, and and join up with these type of people is be, is because of what they carry, and there's certain characteristics about a person nothing to do with perfection but i think there's people about there's things about people that i think do you know what there's something about that person that is quite precious there's something that makes me feel good about myself or it leaves me not drained but inspired yeah. and one of those characteristics i think which is what we are going to be tapping into today is the characteristic of humility yeah yeah exactly you know, in Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11, and I just wrote down some notes here just because, it, you know, it starts off with, uh, if, if we are united in Christ, then then the qualities, and I don't mean just as me as an individual, but me as a corporate body of believers, you know, who want to serve the Lord, if we're united to him, then the qualities that Jesus has are going to be the qualities that, that I end up taking on, and they, and they mentioned you know, some of the qualities. They talk about a person that uh, has love, um, dignity, and respect, um, uh, tenderness, kindness, uh, compassion. And, and and those are the things, like, if I could just give an example, uh, there was a kid that was in our youth group, you know, and uh, he was, he was an annoying, annoying person. And, and I can be an annoying person, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's someone that looks at me and is like, boy, he's annoying and uh, don't want, want me to be around. So, so this person, his behavior was defined by a lot of people as something that was annoying and they didn't want him around. You know, he came to our youth group, but, but in school he was, uh, he was picked on and he, I mean, just experienced all kinds of different forms of rejection and, 
but but when we came on board, my wife and I came on board to to be the youth pastors at the Coriolanus Church. Mm. Um, we we uh, would pick him up, bring him to youth group, take him home, and really just loved on him. We just loved on him, and it was uh, we were there for I don't know a month, two months, or you know I can't remember how how long it was, but I remember taking him home one day, and and as we pulled up to the driveway. He just said, hey, I want to show you something. He got out a, a, a note that he had written um, before we came. And it was a suicide note. And, um, and you know, I read it and I'm like, wow, I go, are, are you past this? He goes, yeah, yeah, I am. He said, really, I just, I want to show you that because I wanted to thank you and your wife for showing me love because I, I didn't see any value of life. And he says, you just the way you guys have treated me have shown me that it's worth living. And, and, and to me, that was like, a, like a, a pivotal point of that time, how important it is to, yeah. oh my goodness, when, when humility comes, you, you realize that the, the person that's around you, regardless whether they're annoying yeah. or a popular kid, yeah. they deserve to be, be loved with, with all your heart. And which comes, that love comes from Christ and boy, how lives can be impacted wow. like that. Isn't that amazing? That, that really is. And, and that's so precious. You never really realize, do you, the, the impact that God can use with other people. And that, that when it comes to humility, the, I think uh, the, the whole essence is taking our eyes off ourselves um, and then noticing people around us. It, it is interesting because we can't be caught up so much in our own world um and and i would even dare to say correctly so because there's so much going on there's so many things that you know that draws our attention there's so many demands on our time and our life uh day to day as believers um but it, i was thinking about this last night that it was interesting even in the beginning of jesus ministry because you you're talking about some of the characteristics or qualities of christ um and in the early stages of of uh, the the ministry of jesus he was from uh gosh jerusalem and they was in cana and i mean things were already flying and going crazy and um upsetting people as well religious leaders and their debates going on and uh, he was drawing people to him and, you know but it was busy 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 and yet one thing that stood out i i find this quite interesting is that the lord noticed nathaniel just standing under a tree just just there no conversation at that time just he noticed others so in the busyness of all that kicking off straight away in the early uh, parts of the life of the ministry of christ and yet he was noticing people out there and i think what humility does in, in one essence is is we we take our eyes off ourselves and we notice others we just we it, they people cap, catch our eye they or, or we just notice maybe and i'm, I'm maybe i'm not coming across clearly but even in church meetings it's so easy to go to people that um you haven't seen in a week and so i do completely understand is people you feel comfortable with if you know them and there's something not quite comfortable to a degree where you would approach people you don't know it's stepping out it's it's a risk there could be a rejection the thing is i, I find this is what the lord did he noticed people that may have been on their own um he, he approached people and it's even in the midst of a busyness of of the world that we're in humility 
in one aspect and we, we go deeper in this but the humility is is really just take on our eyes off ourselves and recognizing do you know what we can actually make a difference mm. to the world around us yeah wow that's that's good that to me that's key is taking taking our eyes off from ourselves because we are seems like we're programmed to be self-focused and and life yeah. is about me myself and i and uh and we're always looking for you know, always looking for people that, that we can, you know, hey, I need, I need attention today. You know, who can I text? And then I need attention. And, and uh, cause we're thinking of ourselves, but the Christ, you know, said, don't look out just for the interests of yourselves. So he was mm-hmm. saying, your interests are important, but don't just look out for your own interests, but look out for the interests of, of others. And that's, that's a, a, taking my eyes off of myself and trying, I mean, trying to, to look how I can impact this person's life today. And if I just give another story of uh, the youth group, and, you know, I, I hate to, you know, I hate to tell these stories because, you know, oh, you must have a, a terrible youth group, you know, or whatever. But I mean, we did have great kids. <clears throat> but yeah, this one yeah. particular day, and we had, you know, certain kids that were the leadership and, you know, saying, hey, we need to, you need to, when new kids come in, we need to get them accepted and da, 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 and all that sort of stuff. But we had a brother and sister, came for the very first time and they didn't get involved in the game, you know, and, uh, you know, tried to like, Hey, you, you want to play this game? No, I don't want to play. And then it came time to go out into the youth room for the work, you know, singing songs and worship and, and everybody went out there and there's three rows of seats. The front row was full. The back row was full. And these two kids sat in the middle row by themselves. Okay. I mean, I mean, I was like, no, no, in my mind, I was going, no, and uh, I probably didn't, you know, do a great job myself about it, but, um, um, you know, afterwards, you know, next week, I took, during the leadership meeting, I'm like, hey, hey, do you think those kids will be back? And probably, probably not. Well, no, no, they never did come back, because, and, and we do, you know, we don't look out for the interests of others oftentimes because of insecurities. Like I'm, I'm very, very comfortable with my group of people, my friends. And so I'm, I'm, as long as I'm happy with this comfort and security, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay here. And boy, we just need one person in this group that can just be a role model and a leader and say, no, 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 let's, let's break out of this group and let's bring someone else in. Yeah, boy, yeah. if the groups can communicate that with each other, then you can feel more comfortable kind of relaxing, opening your arms to new people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Pastor Blair. And uh, you, you just mentioned there uh, regarding insecurities, uh, the, the opposite there to insecurities and um, it is really the word confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not so much as believers I'm talking about having confidence in ourselves but actually having confidence in Christ in us. Mm. I think when we realize, and actually the Bible is full of um, many, many scriptures, many, many passages. And it actually says, look, you can't pray for confidence. You can't ask God to come. It says, clothe yourself with confidence. Um, and, and there are, again, maybe that's another Bible study, but the, the confidence in Christ, it takes away then that, that, insecurity um it takes away the the urge to compare uh if i've got 
500 Facebook friends and my another pastor has 501 that then I've got, oh, who can I find? <laughs> and, 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 you know, because it, there is a, maybe it's human nature, but there's a tendency, we've got to look better. We've got to, I've got to get more friends and, and that type of thing. And compare kills humility. Mm-hmm. However, the opposite is, and in fact, I've got a couple of scriptures here and because I find it interesting. James, um, in, uh, James 4.11 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And Peter, he gets in on the act as well in, in 1 Peter 5, 6. He says, so humble yourself. So they both say in humble yourself or have build confidence or clothe yourself with confidence. And Peter says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. And so what I'm seeing is that actually by having confidence in Christ in us, it, 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 it enables us to recognize, do you know what? We're a steward. We're just, we're just, we should hold on to things lightly. We don't need to hold on to things tightly and, and guard, uh, you know, with our life, uh, what we have, but actually relax. Um, and I know it's the opposite to the world system. I know the world is saying, get out there, get noticed, get to the front, push everyone else aside, doggy dog, you know, this sort of thing. And, and actually what the kingdom of God is saying is, listen, relax. You're not going to be missed out. It's going to be all right. What you need to do is just recognize people around you. God will take care of you. God will notice. It's like Hagar, um, Hagar and Ishmael, when they were cast aside, Hagar, when when she um, had an encounter with the Lord in Genesis, she she called out to God, the God Isa, uh, which means there in the Hebrew means the God who sees. So she recognized, you know, what? God's watching. He sees me. He he sees what's going on. I think when we have the confidence to know that God is watching, God sees God, God knows what's going on. He knows my heart. He knows what I want to do. He knows, you know, I want to make a difference. He knows these things. So what I'm going to do is relax, not try to make it loud and be noticed and be the loudest person in the room and that type of thing. But actually, I'm just going to, you know what, let God go before me. And it takes a trust. It takes faith because you feel like, oh, man, I'm being left behind. No one's noticing me. But actually what you're doing is that suddenly you're noticing others around you that in turn i believe catches god's eye amen wow you know you talk about the word confidence and, and that's i mean that's really valuable right there because um when you have confidence you you can i mean confidence in christ you can step out you just you can step outside your comfort zone and, and i look at me and i'm not going to share my testimony now but but i mean i grew up you know, I, I was bullied and, and I, I didn't like myself. I didn't think other people liked myself. And, and, but, but today, I mean, I'm a different person. He's made me different. And, and just, uh, you know, that confidence has really enabled me to, to really invest into people's lives, wh- whoever it might be, people I, I don't even know. Like, like when we would have the, the prayer at the school, mm-hmm. every, you know, every morning, uh, before school started, we'd have prayer in the in the one lobby. Um, I remember seeing two different individuals. This one boy who kind of like was isolated from the group. You know, kids are there early and they just kind of like stand around. This one kid always stood uh, by himself. And then there I saw this one girl that I, I knew her dad. And I, I just made it my goal to 
impact their life. So when I would walk to, to the prayer lobby, I would say hi to that boy. He doesn't know who I am. I would say hi to him. Hey, I said, hey, good morning. And when I saw the girl come down, and I would say, hi, good morning. And, and they, I mean, at first, they didn't even make eye contact with me. And then, then there was eye contact. And then there was, I mean, just as, this is over a period of time, just didn't like yeah. happen. But over a period of time, then there was like, hi. And they're like, hey, how are you today? Good. <laughs> and then it got to the point where that boy, like, even stopped me one time and just started talking to me and and sharing stuff with me and i invited him to come down to the prayer things like no i'm not going to go down there but you know what just boy that confidence if i didn't have that confidence in christ i i would have just been boy, yeah. got my blinders on and just walked down that hallway like the kids do and yeah. Uh, yeah. wow what a it's just need to see that transformation. Oh, we do. We do. We can. And it's easy. We can have that tunnel vision because we can get so caught up with our world and the needs of the things that we need. And, you know, and, and I, I know it's not easy, but actually I, I'm a big believer that uh, if we take care of God's business, he'll take care of ours, meaning he doesn't not know about our needs. And I, I just think, you know what, let's just trust that God knows what he's doing. Despite the external and our circumstances, they can be pretty crazy. And I know that. But I think that really what touches God's heart is for us to carry that humility, which comes, as, a, as we mentioned, about having confidence in Christ, because then in humility, we notice others. We take our eyes off ourselves. And, and, and I know it's... Um, maybe we're going around a little bit now but the, the truth is that that's really what it's about because this world is so in need of people to to notice others yeah. we're so yeah. caught up in, in in the system of the world and that's not just america it's, it's it's certainly england and the western world where you know on our phones we got to get noticed and uh and and get out a picture of our meal and instagram the whole thing i and i'm not knocking it but but I think that shouldn't define us. Yeah. I think we need to go back to some of the qualities, as you mentioned in the beginning, Pastor. Um, and that is, well, one of those is humility. Humility is one of the loudest characteristics that a believer can walk in. And yet sometimes it's the biggest one that we we suppress because we think it's it's the quietest. Yeah, it's not. People notice those yeah. who have that confidence that quiet confidence um i'm reminded in isaiah 30 verse 15 it says in repentance and rest is your strength in quietness and trust is also sorry in repentance and rest is your salvation uh, in quietness and, and trust is your strength mm -hmm. and that's a characteristic that god is encouraged us to walk in or clothe ourselves in uh, as a as a believer in christ yeah amen yeah that's great you know uh, thinking about the, the humility mentioned there in philippians chapter 2 that jesus uh with his humility he he humbly like he left heaven i mean he, he's in the greatest place you could be but he left that to come down here yeah. to be a not not a, a a god in its fullness but god in its fullness as a human and yeah. took on our qualities and and emptied himself of 
of all that he had, you know, up there so that he could be like us, mm -hmm. but, but in God, who's like us, you know, looks like us has our emotions and everything, but, but he became a servant, you know, it says he served. And to me, that's, that's a quality of humility. It's, it's a person who, who's not, not just, you know, again, we're not focused on ourselves, but we're focusing on other people. And, and then we want to serve them because we want them to see Christ. We want to exemplify that because we are in a world that, I mean, if we were to grab everybody on the street, we go, hey, just tell me one thing you're going through today. No, everybody would say, well, hey, my mom just died or, wow, I lost my job or, wow, I have a broken relationship with my daughter or whatever. Everybody would have something they would say. So that to me is like, well, how can I, how can I serve you? And uh, I think of my job, like when I worked at the lumber yard, um, I wanted to be a servant there. I, mean, I want to be the best worker. Not that I was the best worker, but I wanted to be, you know, do everything I could to be the best worker there as, as a servant. And I just remember one day the boss came and there's a group of us, you know, working in this area. He goes, listen, when you guys get a break today, not our lunch break, but when you get a break from that, I want you to clean this mess up over here. And uh, boy, when we had a break, the lumber wasn't coming in. It's like, hey, guys, let's clean this up over here. So I went there to clean up. And they're like, what are you doing? I go, well, we're supposed to clean this up. He goes, well, you're making us look bad. He goes, that stuff will be there tomorrow. We, we, we can always wait till tomorrow to do it. And I'm like, well, we can do it now and get it done. He goes, hey, just, you know, you're making us look bad. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, here I want to serve. And, and make the boss happy, but then you got those who, who aren't, and I'm thinking that those are the people that need to understand Christ, you know, what, boy, what they could do for them and just lift their spirits up and like, hey, wow, we can, we can do this, you know? Yeah, we can. So. Oh, absolutely, Pastor Blair. And there's so many um examples uh you know just thinking about and even within church there, there's two examples which i find quite amusing and uh it's funny um i noticed this in the states but it's also the same in england where uh, in certain places certain churches they could the, the sermon could even have been about humility and yet i've noticed where the moment it is sunday service is finished it's lunchtime. It's like mayhem trying to get out the parking lot because they've booked a reservation at the restaurant and everyone's trying to get in front of one another. And I'm thinking, has anyone heard the sermon and is like giving preference to one another? I find that quite comical, though, you know, uh, quite interesting. But I do remember one time there was uh, at Christmas, uh, not the church I passed now, but the previous church. Uh, I handed over the the organizational side where it, we're going to uh, be in a hotel and for the evening it's a Christmas meal. There's various tables and those who book in in the church. Good. You know, we'll have a Christmas meal. We'll have some games and that type of thing. But uh, for this was the first year I handed it over to someone else. Um, and when Joe, my wife and I, we, we were the senior pastors. But when we arrived, we noticed our name tags that the the person who had organized it had put his name and his wife's name next to me and joe my wife along with some of the senior elders or leaders on one table so they could sit with all the leaders 
And then I, so I walked around and noticed all the other tables. And then you got to a couple of the round tables in, in a corner of the room where it was some, uh, maybe uh, some uh, marginalized people, those who may be new, those who are uh, on their own, those who may not necessarily fit in easily into society and that type of thing. And I, I was appalled. I, I couldn't believe that um, uh, they would put my name with the leaders, the last people I want to sit with. Is, I know I'm joking here, but yeah, right, I love right, the yeah. company of my leadership team, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. So Joe and I, we just took our name tags and we put them on, in, in an, on, a, on the most corner hit, hidden table right with everyone and we and we had a lovely evening just getting to know people sitting with them chatting with them um and you know that that shows me up in the way that i had a lot of work to do in changing the culture but the key is that whether it's in work or in in church we can make a difference and give preference to one another which is the characteristic of humility mm. wow yeah, you know, and you know, we started off with the the question, what what does it really mean to be great? And and I think of Matthew 23, 11, where Jesus says, The greatest among you will be your servant. And and then he goes one step further, the greatest among you will be your will be the slave. And not that he was advocating slavery, but what he was advocating was the the heart attitude that comes with a person who who is a slave. Yeah. And they have this attitude that as I, I really, I, I want to serve. I yeah. really want to, I really want to exalt you, which reminds me of Romans 12, 10, that says honor others above yourself. Yeah. And uh, in, in the Bible to honor somebody was to like, to lavish upon them greatness. And, uh, and, and so to, to have the, 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 the slave's attitude of humility and servanthood, and then and then to honor others above yourself. And you think of how this world would change. I mean, the people around us, and and I'm not, and you, you, you know, the table incident that you told, like, well, we went and moved our name. I mean, that's what to me, that's what it's about. It's it's easy to honor your best friend. It's easy to honor the, the popular person. But boy, that's if we could just challenge ourselves to go in, in the confidence of Christ and yeah, to, that, to that table place where the people are that aren't getting the attention and to say, hey, how are you today? That's right. If I could just give this example, there's the, the hacky sack kids um, outside the school. Um, you know, kids get there early and before they have to go to their homeroom, they're out there doing whatever. And the hacky sackers, which I'm not a hacky sacker, you know, they're kicking the beanbag thing around and boom, 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 boom. And our youth group were like, hey, let's do something for these kids. And uh, so we made them a bunch of cookies, chocolate, two dozen chocolate chip cookies with a card and, uh, um, you know, from the youth group and stuff. And then two girls took, took it to the cookies that morning to them and gave it to them. You know, they could have taken it to, you know, the, the stars, and, and, and not that those, you know, the, the stars of the school, they deserve it too. You know, I'm not trying to say, but I'm just saying it's easy for them to get a, the attention like, hey, I feel good about myself. I'm getting all yeah. this attention. Okay, but but let's not forget about, I mean, let's honor those that are in the, in the high position, but let's not forget about those who are just kind of pushed off to the side, like you said. And boy, what a, I mean, that one kid, 
one of the hacky sackers was talking to one of the kids in our youth group at lunch. And he's like, I, I never, ever would have thought anyone, anyone would ever have done that for us. I mean, it's like it's not even on his radar that, that they would have been deserving of such a thing. And, uh, and, then, he, and then he said, I, I, need to get, I need to get my life right with God. And so, I mean, to me, that's what it's about right there. That's what it's about. It certainly is. And, and, and I think what you just mentioned there, Pastor, and that really is the sense of people's self-worth, whatever the image whatever the you know the amount of facebook friends or whatever they may look like you know for many people they are struggling with self-worth are they worth anything um and so it isn't always a, a you know the greatest sermon on a sunday morning but sometimes it's just given acknowledging someone with a cookie because they're being noticed they're yeah. being acknowledged and then we can let god be god you know he he does amazing things but yeah. it starts with us and sometimes it is really about taking our eyes off ourselves, having confidence in Christ that it's going to be all right. We'll be all right. And with that, we can then portray and live out uh, this world of humility, which is not perfection, but it really is about giving preference to one another. And there's various ways of doing that. And you you just share some great examples on, on even today, even listening to this devotional, this podcast, if we think okay if i can do it make a difference to one person today um lord just show me and and he will because what we're praying a prayer is instead of oh lord i need a b c d e we need help there i need actually you're praying a prayer lord help me make a difference with someone else where i may not get any benefit that i may not benefit that's humility but actually what we're doing we're tapping into the kingdom of god and believe me god notices that type of characteristic Amen. Wow. And that's that's a, just a great way to, I guess, maybe to leave leave our, our podcast is, is with that challenge. Just to, boy, just praying, God, how can I pick? Uh, yeah. Praying, how can I affect someone's life today? And just show me that one person, put them in my path. And, uh, and, and just pray that that's the prayer. Whoever's you know, watching this, that that's your prayer today. And, yeah. and tomorrow and then the day after and, and just see what God's going to do. Just, just do an act of love and humility, yeah. not expecting anything back. You know, like no, no. After you're done, like, like you're standing there waiting for, Hey, where's my $10 or whatever, you know, like I'm not, I don't want anything back. I just want to see your life lifted up and hopefully in Christ. So, well, listen, I, Hey, we better, we better uh, close this. Um, but thank you so much, Pastor Danny. If I could just say a prayer and then we'll, we'll go there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Pastor Beck. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your example of humility. Thank you for Pastor Danny Miller coming on, on board here today with us. Bless him and his ministry in the UK and, and bless us and those who are listening uh, with, with uh, the ministry that you have for each of us, Lord, to bring glory to your name, to impact people's lives. We, we love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, hey, thank you so much again, sir. Thank uh, you, Pastor Blair. Talk. Thank you for having me. Hey, before you, I'm just going to. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to have to catch you later. All right. I don't know how to shut this thing off, so I'm just going to click this. <laughs> okay.